Hey fiends, I'm Isabel. And I'm Andrew. And this is Parafiend. And Isabel is running on zero hours of sleep and is a zombie. I mean, I had some sleep, to be fair. So it's not quite zero, but close to it. Yeah, she is super uh, sleepy right now, so it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm really well, looking forward to this. It'll be okay. I mean, we had to take a 24-hour trip from North Carolina to Tennessee, and so I had to drive all night, and then I ended up pretty much staying up all day driving back. Yeah. And I think I slept maybe for 30 minutes in the truck. Yeah, it was that light sleep where, you know, your eyes close and then they open up like 20 seconds later, you know, yeah. those micro sleeps. So it, it was a lot of fun. And then I got some sleep last night, so I can't say that I didn't get any at all, but I'm definitely running on fumes. Yeah. The last three days, I've just gotten no sleep. No, but you've been trucking through it like a champion. I'm trying. And I guess that's what matters. And I'm here and we're just going to make it work. Absolutely. But... There was a lot of fun things that happened on the trip. There were. Um, we got to drive by Sloss uh, Furnace. Yep. Yeah, that's In what it's called. Birmingham. Yeah. So I mean, we didn't we didn't get to drive like right by it, but I got to see the top of it, and mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. I really want to go back and like take a tour because you can you can actually tour it, and I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Yeah, and so there's two different types of tours, like a self-guided tour, and then you can do a guided nighttime tour. Yeah, and I definitely want to go back for that. And other than the unusually high number of police officers that we saw <laughs> driving there and back, luckily we didn't get pulled over because we didn't speed much. Um, <laughs> no, but you did notice an unusual number number of front bumpers. Oh, uh, yes, that's what I was trying to get to. Is I cannot believe how many people have lost their front bumper and just left it there. I think you counted like oh man, it was more than five, but less than ten. Yeah, I can't remember the exact number, but it was an unusual number of just front bumpers. Yeah. So I have no idea why that's a thing, but it was a thing. Well, I mean, can you imagine putting a bumper in the back seat of your car? I wouldn't want to leave it there. Options are limited, I guess. That's part of your vehicle. Yeah. So other than the front bumpers and things like that, we didn't really see anything paranormal on our way there back. I thought maybe we saw a UFO. I knew it wasn't one, but I guess I was just kind of hopeful, even though I knew it wasn't. Yeah, it was like a sleep delirium where you were like, that's UFO. And I was like, no, it's a light on a tower. And you're like, no, it's a helicopter. I, well, I think it was, though. At least one of them was. Because yeah. we got closer and I was like, no, there's a flashing light on that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's our fun little story about how we had to take a fun trip to Memphis. Oh, if anybody is unaware of what Sloss Furnace is, don't look into it because we're going to talk about it in a future episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. I um, guess you can look into it. I'm but... really hoping that we can do an episode on it after we go to it. Because I really don't want to do one on it until we have experienced it firsthand. Mm, That's a good idea. Yeah. So, all right. Are you ready to jump into today's tale? Yeah. All right. Come closer, fiendish friends, and let us tell you a tale. Well, time didn't really work out on my side. Mm -hmm. Because with all this sleep delusion I'm having or lack of sleep, it is my week to tell a story. And I would much rather sit back, but I have to admit, I'm I'm a little excited to talk about this one. Yeah, because you've been telling me that you had a big one planned. Yes. So I'm, I'm assuming this is the big week. It, it is for me, um, mainly because I've been talking about this one for a while, Okay. kind of on and off. And I knew that I've always wanted to do this topic. 
And I don't know, I'm, I guess I'm finally ready to dive in. Is this going to be one that helps you stay awake longer or? Oh, I think it'll be one that definitely does not make me want to fall asleep, no matter how tired I am. Okay, let's do it. So, I mean, even though I'm excited for this episode, I'm mostly slightly scared of the topic. And today, I mean, today we're talking about the hat man. So, I mean, (laughs) obviously, no thanks. Um, I know that we've, you know, talked about it before, like I said, even on the show, but what do you think about the hat man? Well, I think uh, from what I know about the hat man, shadow figure with a hat, red eyes, and is just like not a good presence. He's a bad guy. Right. And I mean, that's that's pretty close to what I thought, too. Um, But the truth of it is, we just don't know much about what he is. But I did gather a lot of information from Ranker, which is a great website. Okay. Uh, The hat man's been thought to be a ghost, a creature, a monster, a cryptid, or a demon. But I mean, we'll probably never really know. Regardless of what he is, to me, he probably isn't anything good, especially because he seems to enjoy visiting you at night while you're sleeping. Yeah, that's not great. No. Being visited in your sleep by something probably is uh, on the lower end of my list. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, don't fuck with me when I'm in bed. Yeah. I, I know I've said that so many times on this show. It's just because it's so true. But I still think I want that camera to know what's there. Because no. <laughs> I want to know. It would make me not want to sleep ever again. Mm, if, okay, if if you're if you set up a video camera... And then you wait a week or a month or however long, and then you just start watching that footage. And once or twice or 10 times, you just see this dark figure standing over you. I would never sleep again. Yeah, but if I don't know that it's coming, then I don't know to protect myself against it. Yeah, well, if you don't set up a video camera, then you'll never know what's there. And then you can just sleep and who cares? Right, and then there's some dementor just sucking the soul out of me while I'm sleeping. What are you going to do about it? What is the information of knowing it's there? How does that do anything for you? I'm going to cover myself in salt. I'm going to set up <laughs> booby traps. Uh, what booby traps are you going to set up? It's going to be like... a. Infrared catapult that shoots holy water. Okay, you could do that anyways without knowing it's there. Until I wake up and I'm covered in holy water. Okay, all right, fine. So he might be something along the line of what we consider a shadow person, which that's a dark apparition with no discernible features other than they're typically in the shape of a human. And typically creepy as hell. Yeah. There, there are just so many theories to what these things are, from aliens to even time travelers. But like the hat man, no one knows what they truly are either. What we do know is they typically appear to be somewhat intelligent, move not only unnaturally quickly, but strangely as well, and are able to move through solid objects such as doors and walls. And it's not uncommon to catch one peeking around a doorway at you, just kind of like the shadow people we talked about at Waverly. Now, when you say moving unnaturally, what do you mean? Because one of like my biggest like creep factors is something moving disjointedly and like rigidly. I think that could be one of the things because I mean, whenever you hear about that kind of movement that you're talking about, yeah. normally they say that's a dark shadow that does that. I mean, you have some that say, okay, I could like see the person, but a lot of them were like, no, it was just like the dark shadow in the shape of a human. And it was moving very odd. Mm. Yeah. that. I mean, you got to think of like, okay, you've got the creeper at Waverly that runs on the walls and the ceilings. Oh, that's that's just one. a black shadow. 
right? Yeah. And then you also have, you know, other entities where they talk about how they kind of like, almost like a glitch in the matrix where they're just like, you know what I mean? That's the one. And I just, I don't know. None of us know really like what these things are. We just have to take a guess, but they just kind of all collectively get put in this group of shadow people. I don't know if that's something that I picked up from like Silent Hill with like the nurses Mm -hmm. and the way they're all jerky in their movements, or if that's just something that we naturally have a fear of and the games and everything, the movies, they all play on that fear that's already inside. I think I think they were playing to a fear that was already inside of us because I mean, those games haven't been out for as long as, you know, we've thought about entities moving strangely or even seeing them like that. That's a really good point. So I think that it's just a play on fear Mm. that's already established. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm sidetracking. No, you're fine. So normally these shadow entities aren't really doing any, doing anything other than observing kind of like watching you. But most people don't think of these creatures as benign in nature, especially because there have been so many reports of feeling dread that come with being in the presence of them. Well, I mean, I definitely get the feeling of being unsettled when you know something is watching you. Yeah, because nobody likes to be watched. We don't want that much attention on us, Mm. especially by something that we can't explain because we don't know what their intentions are. Yeah. And it's, it's terrifying. I think that's a great way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So they seem to have plenty of ways to terrorize people without even lifting a finger. But that doesn't mean that they won't also physically attack you. They've been known to choke, beat, and even pick up and drop people. Yikes. I mean, you got to think about like people saying that they've been pulled out of bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I even read a story about someone being lifted and thrown into a wall by a shadow person. And that is crazy to me because that's a lot of force. Oh, yeah. That would take a lot of energy. Yeah. So, I mean, I know me, you know, I, I'm not weak by any means, but I'm not, you know, like the strongest person ever, but picking up somebody, even my size and throwing them would be a major feat. No, it really would be uh, like any human being is children are even like 50 pounds. Yeah. It takes effort to pick up, you know, 50 pounds and throw it. So, I mean, even enough of a force to just like slap on the face and leave a mark. Yeah. That's enough to make me uncomfortable. And you're talking about something that doesn't have a physical body. Exactly. So I just, I don't know what's crazy to me. Now, these aggressive beings seem to harbor some pretty serious ill will against the living. But is there a potential that all shadow people are violent? Well, I mean, you said the living. And I don't know, is there a difference between the shadow person not living Or just not living the way we're thinking about it. Well, see, that's the problem is we don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. We don't know if they're a demon, a ghost. We don't know, but we do know that they're not a living person. Yeah. So, I mean, when people talk about like ghosts and stuff, they talk about the living versus ghosts Mm. because, you know, they're not living anymore. Fair point. So here's an interesting fact concerning shadow people. Did you know that there are different classes of them? I knew that there was like shadow and then red-eyed shadow and things like that. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to go down a quick list of some of these nope entities yes. and get a better idea of what kind of sets them apart from you know each other. Okay. Now first up, I'm going to talk about what I lovingly call the red-eyed nopes. On board these, uh, yeah, these shadow people, like the others, are a, face, a faceless black creature, but these like to watch you with glowing red eyes. And though they don't typically physically attack people, they've been known to cause some pretty horrific terror when seen. 
And as the fear grows in the living, the stronger the entity becomes. Ooh, that's a vicious circle. Yeah. Now, next up, we have the hooded shadow nope. These shadow people menace around in a hooded cloak and don't typically physically harm people. Mm. Its MO is to stand around and just stare at people silently. Though they don't seem to really hurt anyone, it's been said that you can feel their hatred radiating from their shadowed figures. That's kind of um, in the hood. Makes me think of like the Reaper and just stand, standing there waiting and... Like, are they waiting for something to happen so they can take you? I mean, possibly, but like, I don't think Reapers have been stated to, there's not like a a hatred emitting from them. Mm, Yeah. So it's like, I don't think that that's what it is. I don't think it's like a Reaper creature. Yeah. Because I think those are more like, I don't know, benign in nature rather than malicious. More just a guy doing a job kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. So the next one is the watching nope. This specific Mm. type of shadow person doesn't seem to have anything about it that makes it stand out from the others, like an article of clothing or glowing red eyes, but it does stand out from the others as it loves to stare at people. Mm. Now, these are the ones that I typically think of when I think of like the shadow people at Waverly, just watching, almost like they're curious about you and what's happening around them. Mm. There aren't any feelings of dread, doom, or hate coming from them. It's just kind of creepy to be watched, as you said. Just a creepy curiosity. Right. Now, we also have the Misty Nopes. Mm. These are one of the few shadow people that don't really take on the form of a human body. Even with the knowledge that shadow people are known to move around like so quickly and so fluidly that their that their forms can kind of become distorted. Yeah. These particular creatures appear as misty shadows that almost look like clouds of black smoke. And they are highly thought of as intelligent and love to hang around people in places that give off negative emotions. So really sad places or any negative emotion? I think it's any negative emotion. Okay. Um, Then we have what's called the snooping nopes. I'm sure we're starting to kind of see a trend between all of these different entities and how they just love to like watch people. Right. But these ones apparently get a kick out of peeking around corners, trying to blend in with the darkness around them and getting into your business. So these ones are sneaky. Right. However, if if you happen to notice them, they will vanish pretty quickly. Mm. So they, they kind of just don't want you to see them, I guess. Uh, Some people think that they might actually be scouting you out for more malicious entities that are hanging around. I don't like that. Yeah. But other people think that they might just merely be curious creatures. Sure. So we don't know. I can understand that one, but I don't like the possibility of them being snoopy and scouting you out for other things. Yeah, I don't like it at all. So next up is the benevolent nopes. It might come as somewhat of a surprise to learn that not all of these shadow entities want to hurt you or spy on you. Mm. Some of them might actually want to just be around you for no other reason than they want to help you. Oh, like a guardian angel type Kind of, yeah. Like other shadow people, these benevolent beings are known to watch from doorways and hallways and corners, but they don't seem to want to cause harm. They might actually be more afraid of you than we are of them. That's an interesting theory. Now, the next one might be more up your alley, Andrew. The ones I like to call the forest nopes. I like it. It seems that not all of these shadowed people like to be boxed in between four walls. Some of them yearn for the outdoors and love to stalk around the forest. Mm -hmm. Like all the others, these entities watch you, but not from doorways. Rather, around trees. I like it less. Yeah. And you'll never hear them coming as they never make a noise. 
And what really sets these things aside is their ability to mimic the people they encounter. I like that even less. Yeah. While this seems very like doppelganger-ish to me, there are people who think they might actually be guardians of the forest they inhabit. Some think that they're simply the spirits of people who get lost and died within the trees. But I I don't know. I call bullshit, honestly. I think they might be doppelganger's cousin. Uh, There's a lot to unpack, and I think... That the guardian of the forest aspect is pretty cool. I think it's a cool concept, but I don't think that's what it is. I really hope that's what it is because (laughs) I don't want it to be negative. Yeah. I mean, we don't want anything to be negative, to be fair. So I get it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Then there is the ignoring nope. These rude beings love to ignore people, which while rude, I guess maybe it's for the best that they don't want anything to do with us. Okay. Uh, They're normally seen walking around sometimes through walls as though they're like super late for whatever otherworldly appointment they may have. Okay. They don't follow humans nor seem to really be interested in us at all. I mean, maybe they're just tired of our shit. We're just in their way. Uh, Yeah. Something like that. Or they're giving you the silent treatment because you pissed them off. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Who, I mean, who knows? Next, we have what I lovingly like to call animal maybes. Okay. As a cat lover, I just can't seem to call these nope entities, but maybe with this particular kind, I should. Okay. These entities are seen less commonly than their human-shaped counterparts, mm-hmm. but when they are seen, the most common shape is that of a cat. Though birds, rats, spiders, and even monkeys have been seen as well. All right, so getting a lot of witchy vibes here. Yeah, but I don't know how I feel about shadow spiders. As long as they're not biting me. I don't know. I just shadow spider. I don't want to walk through a shadow spider web. Do you think they would be able to actually spin a web? I don't know. Like if I think it would be one of those things if you walk through it and you freak out like you did walk through a web, but then there's nothing on you and you're like, what the hell? Shadow spider. That's a good metal band name. Mm, It is. I like it. Um, Though these shadow animals don't typically cause any type of harm to humans, it's not too far-fetched to think they might actually play behind the scenes and are like the entities to keep an eye on us for their shadow human masters. Yep, you're right. I don't like that. No. Now, finally, we have arrived to our last shadow entity and have come full circle to today's topic, the hat man. With the hat man, he is a bit more noticeable than other shadow people because he is wearing what appears to be a wide-brimmed hat. Sometimes it's a top hat, other times it's more like a fedora. Hmm. He's even been seen wearing old-fashioned clothing, a long trench coat or a cape, and sometimes he even has glowing red eyes. He's over six feet tall and is said to sometimes carry a gold watch that is attached to a chain to his belt and that he will occasionally look at it. Now, I don't know why that kind of freaks me out, but it does. It's almost like he's waiting for the right time for something, but what? Yep. Thanks. Now that. <laughs> yeah. I don't oh. know why that like bothers me so much, but it, when I read it, I was like, that unnerves the shit out of me. I don't even have words for how much I don't like that. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at with it too. Ugh, ugh. I already didn't like the hat man, but that was like a detail that I didn't know. Yeah. And now I do. And I'm upset about it. And the fact that he has so much more detail attached to him. Yeah. It makes it worse somehow. Mm-hmm. So the Hatman is said to pay you a visit when you're under extreme stress and turmoil. And boy, does he seem to love to watch you while you're in dreamland. Okay, so he was probably seen a lot in the past two years. Yeah. It's been a rough couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that he was paying everybody a visit because COVID. 
Mm. Um, but I mean, really, truly, like visiting you when you're sleeping, that's a dick move. And he's like the ultimate fucking creeper. And what makes him even more scary to me is that he's seen all over the world. So with your standard ghost, they don't typically move from more than one spot. I mean, they're right. typically in one place all the time. You go to this specific spot to see this specific ghost. Yeah. With this dude, he can go anywhere. So he's not attached to a person or a place. No. Nope. He's, he's out there for feelings and yeah. vibes. He, he is not chained down to one location. He mm. can go wherever the fuck he wants. Or is there multiple? And we'll get to that. Okay. So you're not like safe anywhere, it seems. And even with my very valuable points, valuable in my opinion, of course, there are some that think you should consider yourself lucky if the hat man decides to pay you a visit. Lucky? Though, I honestly don't know why people would say that. Especially because there are stories floating around of the hat man attacking people, that he has like jumped on others and choked them. Yeah. So, okay, so you're unlucky if he picks you. Well, that's exactly what I think too. But I mean, there's people that genuinely think that you're lucky if he comes to see you, but I have yet to find a valid reason why. Mm-mm. Yeah, no thanks. People have said that they felt burning in their chest and tingling on their scalps when touched by, by him. Now, here's something a bit chilling. The hat man is also said to stand to the side and watch while you get your ass handed to you by other shadow people. What? Like some weird mob boss. He also seems to have a better grip on the world being able to like stick around longer than other shadow people. So, yeah, he's the boss. That's what it seems like. It seems like the hat man is kind of like at the top of the pyramid from all the other shadow people. Shadow King. It's weird. Other than watching you from the shadows, doorways, and around corners, he will also sneak up on you while you're looking in the mirror. I really don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, so that classic, like, look up and see a shadow behind you move. Yeah, that's that's what the hat man likes to do. Yep, he's a big nope. Yeah, he apparently loves a good dramatic flair and to scare the ever-loving hell out of people because he will also bend over you while you're sleeping and smile at you creepily as you wake up with him in your face. How do you know he's smiling? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't think I want to know. Maybe he like projects a mental image into your head and like, I don't know. I, my imagination runs so wild with this dude. I don't like it. So like he's looking at you and like you can feel that he's smiling at you. You can feel it. Maybe you can mentally see it. Maybe he projects like only, maybe only you can see him. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just awful. It is awful. So I guess one has to ask how this dude gets away with some of the things he does, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because people who encounter him swear he has a solid form unlike unlike other shadow people, which I don't know how to feel about that. It gives me hope that I could like swing on the hat man, but right. who knows if that would even do any good. And whereas most shadow people simply vanish when you look at them or whatever, the hat man will just kind of stroll away. Casually? Yeah. Okay, so then does he open your door and just walk out of your back door into the nothingness? Where does he disappear? I don't know. Where does he go? I don't know. We don't know. I need answers. But there's like so many things about this dude that reminds me of like a 20s mob boss. Yeah. Like seriously, like there's so many descriptions of this dude that just reminds me of something like that. Like that era came around and he was like, I like this. And yeah. He's hanging on to it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care if you think it's cliche. He's sticking with it. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what he wants to do. He saw the Godfather and he was like, that's my shit. He's a regular Al Capone. That's right. All right. Maybe him and Al Capone were like best friends. Well, I mean, 
at least he has some style. Uh, I mean, sure. What do you think he runs? Like, do you think he is a drug runner? Like oh. a, a uh, like a drug boss? Shadow do th- drugs? Do you think he's, like, running guns? Shadow guns. Shadow booze. Booze. Oh, it's like Prohibition? Yeah. He's he's really stuck in the 20s. He's running spirits. He's running spirits. You're ridiculous. <laughs> so the Hatman seems to really like negative emotions. Mm. It's like a beacon to him, and he is way more likely to hang around wherever it's coming from. Now, I'll never be okay with domestic abuse, and I feel like this is even more of a reason to ensure that fighting in your household stays to a minimum. Okay. But it's not just fighting that he's attracted to, but also really depressed individuals. And that one kind of pisses me off because, like, depression is not something you typically choose to be, right? Like, right. you don't choose to be depressed. So this asshole just feeds off of people who are already down, not helping the situation. Yeah, that's kind of taking advantage of a uh, person who doesn't need to be taken advantage of. Yeah, it's another dick move. Mm-hmm. So, like, this dude is not only scary, but he's just an awful person. He's a predator. Right. Well, not even a person. So the hat man will sometimes appear to not just one person, but many in the same family. Mm. Even with those going through many different situations. When the hat man stares at you, a very dark energy is noted to emit from him and people are immediately put on edge. It feels like being in the presence of something super evil and potentially even being around something that wants to kill you. Okay. And like I made mention of, it's possible the hat man needs these negative emotions because he needs to feed from them. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. like how it gets its own energy and like grows stronger. Okay. And with the hat man being drawn to negativity already, it's possible he just makes a bad situation worse. Right. There are a lot of people who will blame the hat man for whatever situation they're in. So like if they're in the middle of a nasty divorce or a fight with family, hat man. So hear me out. Okay. What if he isn't drawn to negativity or negative situations, but the potential for it, and then he, like, pokes the bear to make it worse? So, like, he can almost, like, prophesize negative emotions? Yeah, like, he's really good at seeing the potential for a bad situation, and he goes in there, and he just lights the match and throws it into the gas. There's a lot of people that actually believe that there's a lot of people that believe that the marital problems that they have Mm -hmm. or whatever negativity is going on, whatever emotional turmoil that they're going through is caused by an entity. There's a lot of people that genuinely believe that. So the hat man could be the guy who just makes the worst out of a bad situation. I mean, it's possible. I mean, if, if you were an entity that genuinely needed negative emotions, because that's how you survive yeah and that's how you grow and like thrive right wouldn't you kind of poke the bear to ensure that you were fed i mean i understand you're not evil so you don't have like that mindset but just kind of think if you did i guess no but i mean i I think it's the same way that like if you plant a tree that you want to get fruit from you add water to it right so he could just be watering that hate tree yeah i mean it's very possible So even though the hat man seems to uh, have his pick on where and when he appears to people, most encounters with him seem to to happen in bedrooms. Weird. And there are even a large number of sightings in basements, which makes sense because basements are kind of creepy sometimes. Yeah, that's where bad stuff hangs out in the basement. Yeah, and attics. Mm, Yeah, It's generally one or the other, right? The dark, unused places. Yeah, 
dark, creepy, dank, whatever. Yep. And it's really unnerving how many children state they have met this entity when they were, you know, small and never said anything about their encounter until later because one, they didn't want to seem crazy. Mm -hmm. And two, they couldn't, as a small child, rationalize the situation to themselves. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I can understand why, like, later in life, people come forward and they're they're like, I had this weird encounter as a child. Never told anybody about it because my mind wasn't developed enough to understand that this was fucked up. Like, uh, the listener story we had where the shadow man was outside by the tree and then oh, inside. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but she, at least, I mean, she called to her mother immediately. But, Yeah. Yeah, the terror of that situation kind of took over, and that's what made her shout out about it. But if she was frozen in fear, it's possible she could have never said anything. I mean, it's very possible, sure. I mean, there's even adults to this day that will encounter stuff and not tell anybody because they don't want to sound crazy. Yeah. It happens all the time. I, I get that. So the hat man is rumored to potentially be a demon that is sent to those who are about Mm. to die so he may drag them to hell back with him. Really? Yeah. Some even think he may be the devil himself. There is a story that author and strange encounter enthusiast Heidi Hollins told about a German soldier who told her he'd actually spoken to the hat man. Spoken to? Yeah. When he asked the entity who he was, it replied with Scratch, which is apparently an old nickname for the devil, which I'd had never heard of that before. Hollis also talked about a man who was really suicidal and had woken up in the hospital once where the hat man was nearby watching him. The hat man apparently disappeared when he woke, but not before the entity told him, I almost had you. Okay. So no, I don't like any of that. No, not at all. Not at all. I hated reading that so much. Uh, Like, and scratch? What kind of fucking nickname is Scratch? I don't know. I didn't, I had no idea that that was an old nickname for the devil. I That was very new information to me. That is a great nickname for a mafia guy. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that, but I, I don't like it at all considering it's associated with the devil. But like the whole reading of I almost had you, fuck that. Oh, yeah. No. Not at all. No, no, no. Especially like a dark, creepy dude in the corner like... Almost had you. I was thinking more like whispered in his ear. Mm. And like he's waking up and the dude like the entity sees him waking up and he's like, almost had you. And then just disappears. Just walks across. Like you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm alive. And then you look over in the corner of the room and there's a dark shadow hat man. And then he just slowly walks up to you. You can almost hear the steps. And then just in your ear, I almost had you. I don't like it. Ugh. There's nothing about any, I, I don't care what situation you play in your mind, like how it plays out to you. None of them are good. No, none of them are good. None of them. Ugh. <laughs> okay. So apparently shadow people kind of hit the ground running in mainstream media around 2001 on Coast to Coast AM, which is like an American late night radio talk show. Okay. It deals with several different topics, but usually it kind of ends up revolving around paranormal and conspiracy theories. A lot of content there. Uh, yeah, it is. And it's kind of like us, right? Mm-hmm. So after the topic of shadow people was discussed on the show, people began to send in drawings of entities and share stories of what they had witnessed themselves. 
But with all of these encounters, many of them began to sound like the same entity. Now, this entity was so popular in its description with his distinctive hat that Heidi Hollins, the author we talked about just a minute ago, in 2008 coined the creature as the hat man. The hat man. Yeah. And nowadays, you can find stories all over the internet about this entity, including this one where a young girl saw the hat man with another young girl. Okay. And here's the story. I saw him at 18 years old in my room after a particularly traumatic experience. I woke up at an incredibly late hour, probably two or three. I didn't check, but something was off. I was speaking in a language I've never heard. I was speaking to what I can only describe as a young girl or something with the body of a young girl, perhaps 14, in a dress. I couldn't make out her features, but I could make out her eyes and her mouth, which could only be described as sharp looking Mm. like a human piranha or something. Nope. She was whispering something in my ear, and I was replying in this strange language. But it wasn't just this shadow girl. My bed was surrounded by tall, dark figures, which I could not make out the features of, perhaps four of them not counting the girl. They sat motionless and watched me, but the most striking figure was a tall man in a wide-brimmed hat standing in the corner of the room. I could feel as if he was amused. No, more amused than the others. Each time the girl whispered in my ear, I would let out a reply of which I didn't understand, and the man in the hat would be delighted. Mm. You'd think that one would be scared of this sort of encounter, but it felt familiar. I felt warm as if I was surrounded by old friends and family. I forgot to add that I was researching this encounter and came across a startling similar account. The person had an almost identical experience, minus talking in another language or at all for that matter, and the little girl was yelling into their ears as opposed to whispering as it was for me. Very strange. Very horrifying. Yeah. In like any of that. So it was like not only the hat man, but a little girl and then four other figures. It's very, very odd. I don't like the idea of the hat man being amused. No, not at all. And how do you just like randomly start speaking another language and one that you yourself, you're speaking it, but you can't understand it. It's like some possession stuff. It is like that. It's very, it's it's unnerving is what it is. Come on, you scratch. Right. So there is another story uh, posted by a former Reddit user under the name Strangely Dazed, who might actually have had a Hatman encounter. Now, this is what they wrote. My now ex-boyfriend always talked about these shadow people. He saw the top Hatman and a man in the fedora. He always said the top Hatman came to warn him of awful things that were going to happen. I, of course, thought he was a psycho and dismissed it. Two months later, I started to see the man in the hat next to our bed. Mm. He would lean over me. Anyways, my boyfriend ended up violently assaulting several girls. I read somewhere that he may show up if you were in the presence of an evil person or a dangerous situation. I always saw a different shadow man in the middle of the road in the car at night with him. I explained his appearance to my boyfriend. He explained immediately that this man came when death occurred. Ironically, I went to a doctor's visit the next day and was informed I had a miscarriage last night. Since we broke up, I haven't seen shadow people since. No. Uh, Yeah. No. I know. Okay, so at first I thought the top hat man was like a good guy. And he was coming and being like, hey, look out, you know, I'm the good guy. Top hat man is good. 
and Fedora Man is bad. But then, if this dude is evil, then that makes Top Hat Man also evil, keeping an evil guy alive. Yeah, I don't think any of them were good at all. I think that the Top Hat Man, you know, the Hat Man, whatever, is just coming in and being like, I'm feeding off of this negativity. I do think it's weird that this is now two. And well, I guess the first encounter that I read, they didn't talk to the Hat Man. It just seemed amused. But I did find it weird that in this story, particularly, they were actually talking to him. Mm. And I don't think I've ever read a story about the Hat Man before where it was like a conversation with this dude. Yeah. I've never really heard of a story where people have communicated with it. But I guess, like, you know, the first one, he actually spoke. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. So, I just looked it up, and 10 out of 10 dentists do not recommend interacting with the hat man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you know any professional that's going to be like, oh, yeah, definitely talk to that dude? Probably no one who's a good person. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the hat man is strangely associated with uh, sleep paralysis, which is a sleeping disorder that many scientists think is caused by a disturbance in the REM cycle. Now, I don't know how many of you fiends have ever experienced sleep paralysis, but I did once when I was 16, and it was fucking terrifying, especially because this disorder doesn't really cause you any physical harm, but it can really mess with your psyche as you essentially are fully awake but can't move. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. When, when it happened to me, I had just had a night terror, mm. and I woke up and was physically unable to move, and I could not do anything but blink. And it was probably top three most terrifying thing I've ever dealt with. Okay. So I like the idea of science being able to explain the hat man because I don't want it. I mean, yeah, for sure. But I don't think that's what it is. And I'll get into that in a second. Oh, great. With sleep paralysis comes another unpleasant symptom, hypnagogic hallucinations. Great. Now, essentially, you're stuck between being awake and asleep and start to see things that aren't there. Like you guessed it, the hat man. Now, obviously, hallucinations can be terrifying, especially when you can't move. Like you are unable to get away when a dark entity is looming over you. Screw that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, even though I know that sleep paralysis is real, I'm not sure I can get on board with a hat man being a simple hallucination as a side effect of the disorder. Okay. There are too many people who have seen the exact same thing for it to be true to me. Okay. Even scientists who have studied sleep paralysis cannot explain why these people that suffer from sleep paralysis experience the same creature. Like, they can't understand why everybody's having the same hallucination. Okay. It would make sense if it was like mass hysteria where everybody's together and everybody's like kind of freaking out about the same thing. They're like feeding off of each other. Mm. But you're talking about people that have never met, people on the opposite side of the world from you. And they're experiencing the same things. That doesn't make sense. So maybe a uh, kind of like the disorder allows you to pierce the veil kind of thing? It, maybe. Uh. I don't know. Plus, there are a lot of people that aren't having sleep paralysis. They're fully awake mm. and experiencing Catman and shadow people as well. Yeah, that, that kind of strikes that one from the list of possibilities. Because if it was only sleep paralysis causing it or the hypnagogic uh, hallucinations, I mean, that doesn't explain this girl on Reddit saying about like what she was seeing yeah i mean these people are seeing them several times and talking to them and stuff Mm. i don't know now uh, you know in the end there are so many different thoughts on what the hat man is like where he comes from and stuff hell and yeah probably and like with most things paranormal we'll never truly know 
As I talked about briefly before, a lot of people think he could be an interdimensional being, um, someone who was visiting our world, our time from another dimension. Right, hell. <laughs> and that he is only partially visible because of some reason our world is different from their own, that he may be on a different kind of vibration than us, mm -hmm. which I don't know if I agree with that one, but I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I mean... I'm sure hell is vibrating differently. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's very hot. And I mean, North Carolina gets very hot, but uh, it's a different kind of hell here. You yeah, it doesn't get that hot. Yeah. It's also possible that he could be someone performing astral projection, which is essentially an outer body experience where a person separates their consciousness from their physical body to travel throughout the astral plane. Now, this one sounds a bit more plausible to me. I've never experienced astral projection, but I have to admit that I think it could be possible. Well, if that's the case, that's a real dick move. I mean, yeah, for sure. But maybe they don't, maybe they're doing it unknowingly. Well, they're, they're doing an unknowingly dick move. Okay, but like, what if they astral project and they're just like walking around doing all this stuff, but they don't realize that they look like that to other people? They think like, I can't be seen or whatever by other people. I don't know. I'm just guessing. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. So like, oh man, I'm just walking around, kicking around, having a great time. And man, it's weird how many people are staring at me terrified. Hear me out. Most of the time people see this thing when they're sleeping, which would make sense that like, okay, if I was the astral project, mm -hmm. we're both asleep okay. at night and yep. then I like leave my body yep. and I'm like walking around and I'm like, whoa, this is weird, but it's nighttime and I'm just like looking over at you because I'm like, whoa, I'm out of my body. You know what I mean? And you're just sleeping and then you wake up and you're like, oh, what the fuck? And then I slam back into my body. Like, I don't know. If there is... If somebody is astral, astral projecting. You said astral. Astral. <laughs> Get it together, Andrew. If someone is astral projecting and they're looking in the mirror behind someone brushing their teeth and they're like, oh man, that's crazy. And then the person sees Hatman, but they see themselves like, okay, they have like a small excuse because they don't know that they're fucking terrifying. But I think that's a really small chance. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if astral projection is, is real. I think that there's a possibility for it because there's people that have outer body experiences all the time. Right. Like even with like near-death experiences and stuff. I don't know. I, I could see it as a possibility. I don't think that Hatman is that. Mm. Personally, I don't think that there's a connection there. Okay. But maybe. Right. It, it sounds more realistic to me than um, uh, another dimensional being personally. All right. Fair enough. Now, maybe the hat man is simply a ghost who has figured out how to travel the world and take on a strange form all of its own. Perhaps he is an alien or a time traveler. Maybe there's a bunch of hat man out there instead of one. Yeah. Just um, a legion of hat men. Yeah. It's, I, I think possibly that that's what it is. I think that there's more than one. Okay. I just don't think so many people can experience this thing and there's only one. Could just be like a handful. It's possible, maybe it's like one entity, but able to split itself into several different yeah, yeah. things mm -hmm. of itself. I don't know. But I think it's most possible that the hat man is actually some kind of demonic entity feeding off of the negativity of the world. It's what makes the most sense to me. Yeah, because he comes from hell. Yeah, I, that's what I truly think. I think the hat man is a demon. I just, it makes sense because demons are said to kind of cause chaos, mm -hmm. create chaos, feed off of negativity, feed off of the chaos. It makes sense that that's what this would be to me. 
I'm on board with it. So I have never seen the hat man that I know of. And it's one of those creatures that I don't think I want to encounter, especially with the mystery surrounding him and the harm he can cause. Yeah. And we all know that I believe the bed to be a safe place and the hat man has no chill and ruins that for people. Yeah. So for now and hopefully always, he can remain just a strange myth to look at from afar. Stay away from my bed. Yeah. Stay the fuck away from me in general. <laughs> Please. Right. I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Hat man. Uh... That was a good one. Yeah. I mean, it was been, a good one, but it was also a bad one. Why did yeah. you do this to me? <laughs> I've been holding on to the hat man for a while. I always knew that I wanted to do him. and <laughs> That sounds so bad. <laughs> okay. I always knew that I wanted to do the topic of hat man. Right. Um, but it, it was kind of one of those things of like, I want to do it because I know the hat man's a very interesting topic. Yeah. And I know that there's like... A lot of things we don't know about him, but like what we do know was really fucking weird. But there's also that part of me that was like, I don't want to do it because I don't want to look into it. Yeah, I, I kind of more comfortable not knowing. It, it's really messed up because I have this mindset where I love the paranormal. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I didn't, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Right. I, I'm just trash for anything paranormal. But I also have that mindset that if you look into something a little heavily, it's a possibility it could kind of open the door a little bit for it to might happen to you. Mm. And I'm like, what kind of door am I opening by like researching all of this shit? And I, I think about that and then I start to freak out. And then talking about it, verbalizing it. Yeah. Welcome to our world, fiends. Yeah. Our lovely home has become some kind of weird, twisted, I don't know, box of paranormal my Google search history definitely is. Oh my gosh. Could you like, I, I think about it all the time with like the true crime podcasts about how like if the FBI ever came and took their laptops and their phones, yeah, they're like, what is this? Well, especially after Tuesdays when I'm searching like different ways to bury people. <laughs> yeah. I loved that episode so much. So now the police are going to be like, what is this dude into looking about how to bury all these different people? Yep. Yeah. It's it's great. It's interesting. So, but that's all I have for the hat man. I hope all you fiends enjoyed it or didn't. I don't know. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, but I hope you don't encounter it. Yeah, definitely hope that nobody encounters this dude. But if you do, let us know. Yes, if you have ever encountered the hat man, you know somebody that does or something, please send in your story to spiritboard at paraffinepodcast.com because. Even if you don't want us to read it on the show, which I hope you would let us, Mm -hmm. we would at least love to read it. Yeah. And if you are the hat man, you can send an email, but stay away. I don't think the hat man wants to listen to us. Probably not. He just listened to a little, I don't know, about an hour of us trashing him. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, he deserved it. Yeah, he did. You're an asshole. (laughs) Just Uh, saying. All right. Are you ready to move on to some listener stories? Oh, yeah. All right. We gather here today to hear a tale from our friends from the other side. All right, tell me a story. Okay, so my listener story is self-titled The Neighbors. The Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isabel and Andrew, do I have a story for you? Excited. I'm a new fiend and I've been working backwards through the catalog but your episode about burial practices reminded me of something from my childhood. Okay. So, my family has never really been wealthy or anything, but we have always made it work. But when you do not have a lot of money, you don't have a lot of options on where you live. 
Otherwise, why would someone want to live near a cemetery? This is exactly the situation my grandparents were in, and by proxy, the situation I was in when I stayed with them during the summer. Okay. Childcare is expensive. So I got babysat by my loving Meemaw and Pawpaw. They had a small house with a creek in the backyard, and on the other side of that creek was a local cemetery. I loved playing in the creek and never really thought about the cemetery. Not at first, anyways. It was a summer evening, and I was in the backyard chasing lightning bugs, what some folks might call fireflies. I was running around searching for the glow of the bugs and trying to chase them before they faded when I noticed an odd shape in the growth by the creek. It was circular, an uncommon circular shape not common to nature. It was tan-colored straw hat. It sat on the head of a man who was looking down into the creek. The man in old overalls sat on the bank of the creek with his feet in the water. The man lifted his head and looked at me. I couldn't see any detail of his face, but you just know when someone is looking at you. I was frozen for what felt like an hour, but could have only been a couple seconds. I dropped the jar I was holding and sprinted back to the house. Pawpaw came out onto the back porch as I was running up to the door. I was freaking out and telling him about the man in the creek. He didn't seem concerned at all, which just made me freak out more. My pawpaw told me it wasn't anything to worry about. It was just a neighbor stopping by for a visit. I didn't understand what he was talking about because none of his neighbors would have done that. He said a couple of his neighbors lived on the other side of the creek in the cemetery. Ooh. Being a dumbass kid, I didn't get it until a few more extra, a few more explanations. My mima and papa had been dealing with ghostly visitors from the cemetery for as long as they had lived there. It was just normal to them now. I was floored. My child brain only thought about a white sheet ghost from Scooby-Doo shows. Sure. Hey, hey, Hammersmith ghost, sh- shout out. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. So this was the experience that opened me up to paranormal stuff for the rest of my life. My mom confirmed Pawpaw's story, and she had experienced the neighbor's visits as well. They hadn't told me about it, so I wouldn't be scared, being a child and all. Sure. I saw the neighbors occasionally as I continued to stay over the summers, but it was never more than a sighting here and there. They seemed to be, you know, keeping to themselves. Pawpaw told me a story about how Meemaw had yelled at a neighbor who had decided to stop by the house for a visit. Apparently, Meemaw went into the kitchen one night to make some coffee for her and Pawpaw, decaf, of course, <laughs> and, found the, and found one of the neighbors just standing in the kitchen. Weird. She cussed up a storm for scaring the hell out of her and told the neighbor it was rude to stop by unannounced. My Meemaw heard Pawpaw telling me the story and shouted, well, it is rude, from the other room. <laughs> Memories like that are some of the finest I have from staying there. Both my Meemaw and Papa have passed, and I like to think that they joined the neighbors they lived next to for so many years. Maybe they were finally able to have some actual conversations with them. Anyways, that's my ghostly interaction. I haven't really experienced much outside of that, but I know for sure the spirits are hanging around. They just might not be saying hello to me. Thank you for all your stories and tales. I love what you guys are doing and really, really hope you keep it up. I will be joining the Super Fiends once I can get the, some financial stuff together, but it will come. In the meantime, quit teasing me about how good the Patreon episodes are. I can't take it. Stay spooky, your neighbor Jay. Okay, well, first of all, Jay, thank you for the story. Second of all, we can't wait till you become a super fiend. Mm -hmm. Having a lot of fun over there and great content, in my opinion. (laughs) Or maybe I'm just patting myself on the back. But also, this story is, it's not really scary. It's almost kind of heartwarming in a weird way. It's almost like... 
these dead people are just still living in a neighborhood community and like visiting each other and yeah. like, hey, I brought you a fucking ghostly pie. I don't know. <laughs> it's very strange. Like it almost felt almost like a Disney story to me. Okay. Yeah. Like a Disney movie, almost mm-hmm. like living in a paranormal neighborhood community like a casper and the friendly goat casper the friendly ghost type situation yeah maybe i was thinking more of like coco honestly mm. um you know how like there's like the spirit world and like how they're just like living a normal life kind of yeah almost like they did whenever they were alive right but just like that mixed with the real world it was very very kind of a strangely warming it definitely opens up the possibility or you know the aspect that i hadn't thought about where if you're Buried in a cemetery, but not at rest for whatever reason. You're just going to go walk around your neighborhood. Yeah. It didn't feel malicious to me. For some reason, I got a very, like, huggish feeling from that. You know, rather than they're there for a malicious reason or, like, they're unhappy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just, like, the way that the grandparents handled it. Yeah. Or something. Maybe that's why I felt that way. Because they were just trying to make it into a situation of, oh, it's just the neighbors. They're just coming to visit. That could be what it is, but that's what it felt like. I laughed when I was reading it, and her meemaw yelled at the the ghost that popped in the kitchen. (laughs) I I feel like I'd be yelling, too, just differently. Just, like. It's rude to stop by unannounced. Well, it's such like a grandmotherly thing to do. Yeah. I mean, maybe at that point, grandma just gives no fucks. Yeah. I mean. I mean, you've lived a long life. You've seen a lot of things. Yeah. Fuck that ghost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Jay, that was a great story. And yeah, we really I, appreciate it. I definitely enjoyed it. All right, you ready for my story? I am. Okay, this one says, Hello, Isabel and Andrew. I've been listening to the podcast for a bit now and have been really enjoying it. We appreciate it. We do. I think you two bring a different dynamic that really works well together, which that's awesome. Thank you. That was a big compliment. That is. It is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's good to hear. We've been married for seven and a half years, mm-hmm. and I would hope that we work well in life and on the podcast. Not only that, though, it's nice to know that uh, we're bringing something new to the game. Yeah. Over the years, I have had a lot of experiences that mostly seem to be spirits or ghosts. This is usually a feeling of uneasiness, and I have even heard voices and seen an apparition. But those stories are for a different time. I am writing you today about something that happened when I was in college back in the year 2003. After high school, I moved 500 miles from home to attend a trade school in southeast Minnesota. I would go to work on the weekend with my cousin who set me up with a very good gig doing construction side work, which made me a good chunk of cash each week. Nice. Uh, One Friday, I left on a hour-long drive to my cousin's place. This is where things get weird. I left town driving west and passed a very pristine Shelby Cobra in the oncoming lane. It was a classic blue with a white racing stripe, Mm. and it stood out, but not only because it was a beautiful car, the driver caught my eye. I can still picture him perfectly. Dark wavy standing hair, dark sunglasses, and a bright flower pattern shirt. I saw this car about five miles outside of town. My cousin is a very big car guy, so I was planning to tell him about the car. I continued to drive, and about 20 minutes later, I passed the same car with the same driver driving the same direction. This is impossible. Back then, I drove very fast, probably 75 to 85 miles per hour, and there was no parallel road that could be backtracked. 
and I don't understand what happened. Yeah. At this point, I was coming straight down the main highway and went north. I then went about 10 miles north, and on this highway, we had a lone stoplight. The light turned red, and as I approached the stop, I saw a white box truck in the ditch across the intersection. It was facing the same way as the oncoming traffic, but it was upside down. And the most odd thing about it was the driver was sitting in the driver's seat as if he was waiting for the light to change. What? I looked around at other drivers. The intersection had many cars in it, and nobody, not one person, was looking at the upside-down moving van in the ditch. I was a bit freaked out about that drive, and I didn't notice anything else out of place on the rest of the drive. I can't explain what happened, but I think I may have been in some type of time loop or slipping into a different timeline or something. All of this happened on a Friday afternoon in daylight with great weather conditions. Also, if you look up time travelers and you see the pic of the hipster time traveler, that looks exactly like the driver of the Shelby. I realized this about three or four years ago. I have other stories that I will send your way. I hope you like this one. Thanks for the podcast, John. Well, John, I do like that one. I do too, a lot. the upside down van is weird. It is weird. And also, could you imagine you're driving down the road and you see a car, a very distinct car, very, very, and with a very distinct driver. Mm -hmm. And then just a short time later, you see it again going the same direction and there's no way they could have got behind you, passed you, right. got behind you, pat. you wouldn't notice that. Oh, yeah. It it kind of reminded me of uh, just the description made me think of Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that would be wild. That is just a, f- a fantastically strange story. Very strange. That, like, I don't know a, a better word for it. Weird, unusual, strange, like. It almost does seem like a weird time loop situation. A glitch in the matrix. A glitch in the matrix. Wow. But thank you so much for that story. If you have others, we would love to hear them. Oh, uh, 100%. But that one was just, I I truly enjoyed that story. Because it wasn't like paranormal. It was something different. But still really, really strange. It wasn't ghosts. It wasn't like some sort of, you know, obscure haunting, which don't get me wrong. I do love those. But it was just unusual and so unheard of. Yeah, definitely. Unique. Very unique. Unique. That's a great word for it. Okay. Are you ready to move on to some video evidence? Yes. All right. We'll believe it when we see it with video evidence. All right. So it's my video this week. It is your video this week. But before we go into that, I just want to say that Isabel does an excellent job at editing the podcast and getting all the, you know, crazy sounds out. Our dogs clacking on the floor, cats snoring in the background. But there's one thing that is near impossible to get rid of, and that is my joints cracking. And it's happened at least three times. Like my elbow, my shoulder, I'll just like turn to her and it would be a crack. So if you guys are hearing that, I'm sorry. She is fantastic, but she's not a miracle worker. (laughs) I mean, I do the best I can, but sometimes there's things that I can't edit out. There's times that like... A pop will happen like in the middle of us talking and I'm like, I can't get rid of that because I'll lose, you know, voice or whatever. Yeah. And it's important whatever is being said. So it just has to stay. I, but yeah, thank you for that compliment. Cause I, I, I probably spend as much time editing as it would take for us to record like four episodes. Oh yeah. She puts in work. It, it, it takes a long time. 
So I appreciate it. But, but she yes. crushes it. High five. High five. Okay. Are you ready for this video though? Yes. Okay. So this one is really strange because it's not really scary per se. Okay. Um, it's just unusual. Okay. So what's happening is there were two people that were staying in a really old, supposedly haunted cabin. And apparently they're kind of like ghost hunters Mm -hmm. and they had been playing with a Ouija board, which is never a good option. But you've got two people that are laying in bed in this cabin and they're tossing and turning. Uh And then all of a sudden this dude just gets up, walks to the wall, gets like nose to the wall and just stands there. For 45 minutes. 45 minutes? For 45 minutes. So this guy, as you can see, he's standing against the wall right now. The video, you know, they tape themselves at night because it is a ghost investigation. Uh And he just, he says that he got up and he does not remember doing this at all. Well, I mean, he's standing there for a long time and it's definitely, it's time lapse because you can see how like weird they're moving. Yeah. And so after the 45 minutes, he gets back in bed, like nothing happened and went back to sleep. Now, if that wasn't weird enough, we're going to pan to another view of the same place. We're going to the living room. Okay. So at the, at the exact same time that he is facing the wall Mm -hmm. in the living room, you will see this. Okay, so now it's cut to the living room. Yep, so now we can see that, and the chair begins to move. So there's like a rocking chair in the living room, and it is just rocking. Then it stops? And then it stops, and then it goes again. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, and what's weird to me about this is it's not a consistent rocking back and forth. Mm. It changes speed, it stops, and then it starts again. And I mean, the background of this video is dark because the lights are out. Sure. But it's a very wide shot. Yeah. And I just can't see how somebody outside of like a spirit would do this. I just, I can't understand it. That's so strange. And nothing else, like I don't see any other movement in the room. Nope. So it, I mean, drafts or something could be, but... It's very unusual. I don't think that that's a draft. That does not look, that would take, that would be a big draft to make that move. And that constantly. And I mean, I don't see any windows open. Granted, you can't like super see the entire room. Uh, I'll just be, you know, real with that. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that's what it is. So that one, like it, it could have been really well done, really well faked. It could have. Sure. Sure. But standing against a wall. For, for 45, 45 minutes. For like a YouTube video? For like, why? I mean, I understand like the possibility of like wanting to go viral. But here's the thing, like 45 minutes is a long time to just it's sit there and time. put your nose against a wall. And yeah. I mean, if you have enough, I guess if you want it that bad, you could do it. It just, I don't know. There's something inside of me that tells me that that's not what this is. No, and the way he was standing was very unusual because, like, he was super still for a long time and then, like, did that swaying motion. It was unusual. It is very odd to me, and I I just don't have any explanation. So, normally, I might not have picked a video like this because it's not, like, I don't know, wow and zing and, like, this Mm -hmm. is, like, so much weird things going on. But it was just like I watched it and I was like, this is weird. Yeah. And I just had like that internal feeling of like. It felt right to you. It felt right to me. So fiends, 
I, you know, as always, I'll post a link to this video and when to start it. And tell me, tell, you know, me and Andrew, if you think that it's real or not. Yeah, because there's, there's enough room to be skeptical of it, but there's also enough weirdness to be like, that doesn't check out. I think it's one of those things of if it's real, if it's truly real, wow. Right. Because it's, granted, there's not like things flying across the room, but what has to possess you to Mm -hmm. stand against a wall for 45 minutes and not... And not remember it. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. Like the why. But mm-hmm. now that you put that in my head, oh, yeah, that what the f- made him do that? And then like why in a completely different room is a rocking chair just rocking back and forth? Well, that makes that 10 it times just, worse. Yeah. To me, that's what gets me about it is it's it's not just like one thing, but it's like the the background of like why it's happening. Why is... Why would something, you know, possess or force or whatever you want to call it, this dude is standing against the wall while the rocking chair is going off in the living room? It's like almost like two separate entities, like somebody's sitting in that rocking chair waiting for whatever is messing with this dude. Hot man. I do. Oh my God, please don't say that. I don't need that in my head. But if, if that is real, like I said, the possibility that that could happen is terrifying. Yep, real bad. Yeah. Not a fan. So, all right, are you ready to move on to a cryptid? Yeah, that was a good video. <laughs> Thank you. Cryptid catalog. Don't expect this in the mail. Okay, so I've got the cryptid this week. Yes. Today's cryptid is coming to us from south of the border. Nice. Please join me in welcoming the Latin American boogeyman, El Cucuy. El Cucuy. El Cucuy. All right. He's a badass ghost monster who has been described as the physical embodiment of fear. Huh. That's a big reputation to have to live up to. Oh, for sure. But also, for sure, the rep you want to have if you're in the boogeyman line of work. Yeah, okay. So his job description is pretty straightforward. He's the or else that comes when a child disobeys their parents. Like, do this or else. All right, right? so another, like, Christmas cryptid. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, except not... Except not Christmas. Not linked to a time period. Yeah. El Kukui hates a misbehaved child. Well, actually, I guess he loves them. They're his primary food source, after all. Oh. That's right. El Kukui is a man-eater. So, Krampus. (laughs) He will come and take the bad kids away, dragging them back to his lair, where he will hold on to them until he decides it's time for dinner. Okay, just a, you know, random snack, you Mm -hmm. know, a couple of days later when he's ready. Kids meal. Yeah. Kids fucking... (laughs) Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. El Kukui will then consume the young boy or girl, right? Oh, okay. But how does El Kukui know when a child has crossed that line? Sure. Well, that's easy. He hears everything. Oh, no. He has some incredible hearing. He's got huge ears. In fact, in some descriptions, he has an enormous ear, which enables his supernatural hearing. I got it. Just one. Oh, just one? Just one. Just one giant ear. Okay. Like a vengeful Santa Claus, he knows who's been naughty and who's nice. What does he look like? So aside from his big ear, what does he look like? All right, here we go. <laughs> That's a tough one, seeing as he is known to be able to shapeshift. Ah, oh, okay. El Kukui can come to visit you in many different variations, but he has a few favorites. Sometimes he likes to appear in the form of an old man with a crooked and hunched back. But don't fear all old decrepit men, because El Kukui will still have one large red ear. I was thinking 
the picture, the image that I got in my mind was just like this dude with a giant face ear. <laughs> like his a, whole face was, was just, just an, an ear. ear. Yeah. I don't know why, but that was like what I pictured. Think like your father time representation, hunched over, you know, old crooked back and then one bigger. Massive ear. Yeah. yeah. One big and, and the ear. correct position, not the face not ear. Not the like entire face. Yes. No. Other times he likes to appear as just a shadow. Okay. While in stealth mode, he will roam around listening to all the misdeeds of his potential victims. Prowling and on the hunt, El Kukui's shadow is often seen prowling on rooftops. Gross. Then it comes time for business, though. Time to snatch a child and take them back to his cave. Well, then he takes his monstrous form of a terrifying, hairy, semi-humanoid creature. Lurking in a closet or under a bed, he waits to ambush his victim. Basically, he's going to look horrifying and like whatever you would expect a boogeyman to look like, except probably amplified by a hundred times. If, if you're going for wanting to f- scare somebody, mm-hmm. like you just want to scare the shit out of them Absolutely. and then eat them, that's the one you take all the time. What's the point in shape-shifting? Sneaking around listening to people. I'm, okay, that's fair. But like, why would you come into the home to get the kid and look like anything but that? No, that's his attack mode. Okay, so he, like, uses the old man to, like, listen, but then when it's time to, like, go for the kid, he's like, ah, scary monster under the bed. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. All right, fair enough. Different variations. Okay. So El Kukui even has a children's book about him printed in Spanish and English. Oh, nice. Okay. Written by Joe Hayes and illustrated by Honrio Robledo, I think. I don't know. I didn't take Spanish in high school. Fair enough. The story of El Kukui is told as two daughters misbehave and are taken by El Kukui. The girls are held in a mountain cave and the, until they are found by a young goat shepherd who rescues them and reunites them with their father. The girls then become the most well-behaved children who have ever lived and their ancestors are the most polite and generous even today. Huh. I mean, it's actually a pretty cute book about a horrifying boogeyman. Uh, sh- uh, sure, okay. I mean, it's obviously child-friendly and leaves out the worst part of El Kukui, but enough to scare kids away from misbehaving. I just, okay. I have thoughts on that, but I'll wait until you're done. I think I know where your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. El Kukui also made an appearance on the TV show, Grimm. Spoiler yeah. alert, if you are if you haven't seen that show or, you know, you're in the middle of watching it. It's pretty old, so I don't know. I don't know. Just skip forward about 30 seconds or so, maybe. Yeah. In this version, El Kukui is more of an avenging entity that brutalizes some bad guys. Right. At the end, we find out that El Kukui is an unsuspecting old woman who moves on once her job is done. A much more wholesome version of El Kukui while still maintaining the savageness of the punishment. Yeah. All in all, El Kukui gets a cryptid rating of very cool, but also one I would not wish to encounter. Sure. Then again, I'm pretty sure that's his purpose. I mean, yeah, okay, so I I like cryptids in the form of like... I like learning about them because there's so many different varied ones, like really cool ones that you just kind of hope are real. And then some of them you hope that aren't real. Yes. Or like, this is one of them that I really hope isn't real. <laughs> yeah. Um, But it's still cool to like learn about, especially because I think we just like unusual things. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of sparks our interest or whatever. But I, I think the thing that I don't understand is why we have to continuously make up stories to scare the shit out of our kids. That's what I thought you were going to go with. I just I just can't understand it. Like, there's been times where I've told stories to the kids that aren't true that I thought they're funny. Yeah. I'm like, 
you know, whatever the story is, ha ha ha, it's, it's hilarious. It doesn't make sense or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they know that we're, they, cause we both do it and they know that we're kidding with them. They yeah. know that it's not real. And it's just like, we all kind of joke with each other. I don't understand the point of beating it into your kids' heads that there's this monster that's literally going to eat you mm-hmm. if you don't behave. Yeah. What kind of mental mind fuck are, are people doing to their children? I could understand, like, okay, I don't understand the old aspect of, like, Bell Snickle and El Kukui, the boogeyman. Right. Like, eat your vegetables or else, you know, a monster is going to annihilate you. Yeah. Got it. But I do understand the sense of using a vehicle to install fear in something they should be afraid of. Yeah. No. Yeah. If there's something that they should genuinely be scared of. Yes. Then Yes. If it's like a genuine concern, like safety or whatever, sure, not this. Right. There are real life monsters in the form of child abductors. Predators, yeah. Exactly. And to scare a child away from that using something that's not going to make them terrified of, you know, everything, I can kind of understand that, you know, find the right way to make them afraid of the things that they should be afraid of. I, I understand your your uh, thought process with that. I think it I, I can get on board with it if it if it's done in specific ways, mm-hmm. I guess. But I just I know that like people probably are tired of me hearing or tired of hearing me say it, but quit fucking with your kids. You know what I mean? Like don't do shit like this to them because then they're gonna grow up and be afraid of everything. Unless, of course, El Kukui is real and then definitely warn them about them, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So is El Kukui real? I don't know, but be good or else. I don't know. I I feel like probably not. I think this is another one of those things that is just a story supposed to scare the shit out of your kids. So, because it's like, I'm tired of you constantly talking back to me. I'm mm-hmm. tired of you breaking my shit. I'm tired of you getting into my stuff or, or what, you're not eating your vegetables. I don't know, whatever the fuck the case is. So they're like, this monster is going to come fucking eat you if you don't eat that <laughs> damn, you know, dinner that I prepared you. Yeah. It, it's like a, a, it's like a parent that's like just made like frustrated and fed up. So they're like, fuck it. Yeah. This motherfucker is going to come get you. And I hate that. I just do. I hate it. I get it. But aside from my little rant that I just went on, it's a cool cryptid. It is a cool cryptid. And uh, that's all I've got for this edition of Cryptid Catalog. Nice. It just it literally took me back to the Christmas cryptids. It did. It, it was, really did. It's kind of reminiscent. And I think that's why I had a few Christmas uh, throwbacks in there. And that, yeah, I like it. I, I feel like there's probably a bunch of them out there like that. Yeah. It seems like every culture just seems to have their own version of this. Their own boogeyman. Mm-hmm. They're, and they're, they just love to eat the kids. Why are kids so tasty to these damn <laughs> monsters? I'm just saying. They're like, I'm going for the small ones. They're tender. Easier to get. All right. Are you ready for spirit board? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is there anyone out there who wishes to communicate through the spirit board? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, because I have barely slept in the last three days, I don't have a spirit board. So I really hope that you do. <laughs> well, that's good news because I do have a spirit Thank board. Thank goodness. All right. So our message today. Hey guys. So it snowed last night and this is the interaction I had with my wife and daughter. What? Real quick. I'm so jealous because <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen snow in years. Oh yeah. 
years. Literally, it does not snow here, and I'm so mad about it. No, we're in the area of North Carolina that does not snow. It's it's really, it really sucks. Anyways, that's all I had to say. I just had to throw that out there. It is a huge bummer. I am jealous. Send us your snow. Please. Okay, so, me. Something went around the front of the house last night. Wife. Oh, really? Daughter. I know, I saw it. Me. You did? Daughter. Yep, it talked to me. What? Me. What did it say? Daughter. Weakness. What the fuck? My wife. What did he look like? My daughter. A ghost. He was blue. My wife. Blue ghost. Was he old or young? Daughter. Old. He was old. Wow. That's so strange. Yeah. What a strange interaction. I probably would have been like, okay, great. Good convo. We're done. (laughs) Uh, So he says... I'm pretending she is making it up, though she has never said the word weakness nor heard it anywhere to my knowledge. Oh, man. Love you guys and keep the content coming. Hopefully my daughter won't. Mortimer. Oh, my gosh. Bro, could you imagine that your kid is like, I just saw a really old blue ghost that's weakness. Mm. You just, well, I mean, what's the point of a ghost walking around the house and being like, weakness. 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 Oh, weakness. (laughs) That is so strange, though, especially if your kid doesn't ever, I guess maybe they're too young to like know the word weakness. Yeah. Like, where did you pick that up from? Yeah, where'd you hear weakness from? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess you, I guess kids pick up words from everywhere, but that just seems like a weird one to me. But a blue old man. An old blue ghost walking around in the snow. How strange. Maybe it's like he's weak because he's old. And he's blue because he's weak. I don't know. Just an old blue ghost muttering to himself? Well, we appreciate the messages. Yes. We appreciate the love that comes with them. We definitely do. And I I just feel so humbled, I guess, by y'all, especially with all the compliments that y'all throw our way, because half the time we beat ourselves up because we don't think we do a great job on the podcast, even though we really try. We really, really try. We do. Um, But I think it's just that self-doubt. So whenever we hear that from y'all, it makes us just feel good. Like maybe we're doing the right thing. It's the diesel that helps us keep on trucking. Yeah. It makes us want to keep doing this for sure. And and it's something that we love and we want to do it anyways, but like it just makes us want to do it more, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So thank you for hanging in there with us though, especially in this episode where I've just been so tired. Yeah. I'm I'm literally so tired. And then I have to turn around and edit this episode. So that's going to be so much fun. That's okay. Because I've got food to make and stuff to do as well. Yes. So it'll be like a teamwork situation. But we will be back on Tuesday for another episode. And uh, here pretty quick, we're going to be dropping another Patreon, a Patreon episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I am very, very excited for that one. So if you are not part of our Super Fiends, Jump over onto Patreon and join us. Yeah. Get blasted with a face full of paranormal. That's right. Patreon.com slash paraffin podcast. And it's only one tier right now. It's just $5 a month. And you get all kinds of cool extra stuff and direct communication with us. And it supports us so that we can keep doing this. Yes. And so that we can um, hopefully get merch going. Mm-hmm. Um, just a quick update on the stickers, by the way, because I know that that's been like a thing. I'm getting, you know, emails about it like, you know, hey, I would like a sticker. 
We have not forgotten y'all. They're just taking a lot longer than we expected to get them in the mail. We still don't have them yet. So we're keeping an eye on them. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. But I think that's all we have. So uh, come check us out on Patreon. Like I said, check us out on our social medias. Social meds. All of the links will be posted in the show notes. Yep. And other than that, you know, spread the podcast. Tell family, friends, and strangers on the street. Yes, please do that because it helps us grow. And also don't forget to leave a review or a rating on all of the apps. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of those fun things. All the things. And if you have any listener stories that you would like read on the show, please send them into spiritboard at paraffinepodcast.com. Yes, send those mofos in. Yes, please. I, you know, even though like we want to read them on the shows, we just love hearing from y'all anyways. And we love reading your stories and hearing about things that we never even knew were possible. Yeah. Maybe you just want to give someone a shout out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I would love to do like birthday shout outs and stuff. We'll shout out for people. Yeah, definitely we will. All right. Well, we promised that we would do some super fiend shout outs today. And right now we're going to do two of them because they were our first two patrons. And uh, we'll do more shout outs. I think we might do them every week or we might do them every other week. I'm not sure yet because Patreon is so new. Um, we haven't built up a lot of members yet. True. So I think as we get more members, we'll do them more often. Yeah. If that makes sense. We're going to hit you with them as they uh, come in pretty much. Correct. So we want to shout out Kayla Iverson. What Thank champ. you, Kayla. And we also want to shout out Sherry Jackson. Sherry Jackson, we appreciate you. We appreciate both of you so much. And thank you for being with us and being a super fiend. And we hope that y'all are enjoying all of the fun extra content. Yes, because we sure are. And we love y'all so much. And thanks for hanging out with us. And to the rest of the fiends out there who are not yet super fiends, we love and appreciate you no more or no less than our super fiends. That's correct. That is very true. All right. You got anything else? Nope. I'm good to go. Thanks for being here, fiends. All right. Until next time.